the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. It's the date day edition of the program. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is the word to stand on for life, a radio program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, whatever is on your heart or mind, including you ladies, especially today with Paula here in the studio. All you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you are outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 830... I'm sorry. I can't remember. 877. I knew 830 was wrong. 877-630-5757. My eyes see funny things that other people's eyes don't see. It's 877-630-KSLR. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel mobile app. If you're driving in your car, the safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Using a hands-free feature on your phone, you can just hit one button. Call now at the top of your screen and you'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to today's show. Thank you, baby. Before we get started, we already have a phone call waiting. So okay. let's take a phone call. We've got Anonymous calling on line one. Anonymous, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Uh, hello. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing well today. Thank you. Okay. Uh, uh, my life is a Christian. I don't want the devil to have any power, say so, or any provision in my life whatsoever. So I'd like to approach you and ask you your thoughts on, on uh, what I should say. What should I do as a Christian, you know, pray the Lord or whatever else I need to do to try to uh, get the, uh, try to relinquish, relinquish my life free of the devil as much as possible. Okay, I'll just do your response over the radio, sir. Okay, Anonymous, thank you. We had a similar question uh, to this. Um, Anonymous, I think you, you have to be realistic about who the devil is and what his job is. For reasons that only God understands, the devil is free to roam, he's free to deceive, he's free to lie. Uh, to lie. I always say he's huffing and puffing and trying to blow our house down. Um, what he's not free to do is touch you, to lay hands on you, to, to stop you from doing what God has empowered you to do. So I hope this isn't discouraging to you, but here's something I can promise you both from Scripture and from personal experience. The closer you get to Jesus, the more the devil is going to harass you. It's just that simple. I wish it weren't so. I wish that we could simply uh, pretend he didn't exist, but that would be to be caught off guard. So here's the way I handle it in my own life, and uh, I'll let Paul address this as well. But for me, um, Hebrews chapter 4 says that Jesus is my big brother. And if Jesus is my older brother, a big brother's job is to protect his little brothers. So whenever the enemy is 
attacking whenever he's lying, whenever I'm finding myself seemingly overwhelmed by things that are going around, uh, going on around me, the one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to say, Jesus, I can't deal with this, so you deal with it. I'm going to be with you. I want to talk to you. I want to hear from you. You deal with the enemy, and he will. And if you're with Jesus, the enemy won't be a threat to you. It's only when you get separated from Jesus a little bit anonymous, that's when he becomes a threat because that's when he can lie to you. That's when he can deceive you. That's when you find yourself getting discouraged. That's when you find yourself um, at times on the verge of depression. So what you do is you hang out with Jesus and the enemy, while he's not going to leave you alone, he will be of no consequence in your life. Mm. James says, resist the devil and he will flee. But the only way we can resist the devil is to be with Jesus. Paula, you want to add something to that? Yeah, you know, as you and I were talking this morning at breakfast, you brought up, um, we were talking about Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. Well, um, when I went home between our time in the show, I was reading all of Galatians 5, and starting at verse verse, uh, 16, it says, Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. And Anonymous, I I hear you calling quite often, and your question is very similar. And so um, the, the coolest thing is, it says right here, is that the spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. And that's where you are. The, the Holy Spirit living in you is saying, you know, you don't want to do those sinful things anymore. And, and you don't have to. It goes on to say these two forces are constantly fighting each other. It says constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. And so you can go to Galatians 5 and see where you land. Um, The very clear sinful nature results are sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, it says, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit, and I was raising, I was just praising the Lord um, earlier because it says the Holy Spirit is the one that produces this kind of fruit in our lives, and it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And I heard your call the other day, how you led your friend to the Lord. And that's one of those Holy Spirit producing fruits. You love your friend so much that you wanted him to know the truth and come to know the Jesus that you love so much. And I understand your fear of the enemy making you go the wrong way. But as Pastor Ron just finished telling you, if we will just stay close to Jesus, who changes the desires in our hearts to be more like Jesus, then we don't have to really worry. So I, I really hope that, that that helps you. But we're in a constant battle. And, and you know, Anonymous, when um, Paul writes to the Church of Corinth, when you, when you walk in the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Jesus said to abide in him and he will abide in you. And and those are the things that you have to do. You have to prepare your mind for spiritual warfare. It's never going to stop. I wish it would. Um, um, you want to see an extreme case of it. The Apostle Paul uh, in 2 Corinthians 12, uh, the, read the things that he experienced. There was just never any end to the trials. There was never any end. And if you're anything like like I am, you know, you just get tired of trials. Um, but there's no end to them. Mm-hmm. And, and and Paul at the end was able to say, I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I know there is in store for me a crown of righteousness. And uh, that's that's what matters, is finishing well in spite of the opposition. Um, just remember that the devil is no match for Jesus. 
but you're no match for the devil. And his job, as, and as you're especially leading others to Christ, you want to share your faith, mm-hmm. he's going to ratchet up the spiritual warfare even more. So there's, there's no, you know, if you go to war, now I'm, I'm not a, 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 a veteran. Uh, my producer is a, is a retired Marine. When you go to war, it's hell. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you don't get to call a timeout. I'm tired here. Give me a break. You don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. The bullets keep coming. You're always on the on the on the, the lookout for for IEDs and and other things. There's never a moment to rest. That's what war is, and we are in a war. And when we rest from being on guard in that war with the enemy of our souls, that's when we're likely to get caught. So no resting at all. Thank you very, very much, Anonymous. I appreciate it. Let's go to David on line one from San Antonio. David, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. Hi, Paula. Hi. Hi, David. Hi. Um, hey, so uh, first of all, uh, congratulate y'all on um, making it through another joy of Jesus. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank and, you. And I, I know it's a lot of work, but I know it's also great work. Yeah. Um, I wanted wanted to bounce something off of you. Um, I have uh, since returned to a very small church on the, uh, I'll just say, a side of town that's poverty stricken. And uh, this this might go a little bit with the first call. Um, I have I've been in some type of ministerial service for about 25 years and I've gone to a really small church of 100 people and I've been at a church with 3,000 people and have seen, you know, all kinds of things, uh, you know, large body of people, large budgets, low budgets, you know, things of that nature. And and I want to tell you that um, your joy of Jesus this year came at the right time in that... um, I was complaining because I was at a large church, and um, that large church kept saying that they were going to do a uh, satellite church in another part of town, and they wouldn't say where, and it was going to be a surprise. And then when they told us where it was at, it, it really made me angry because they went to a side of church that, in my opinion, didn't need it because it's a very money area of town, if you will. And mm-hmm. I said, Lord, you know, when are we going to have a, an outreach on a side of town that needs it, where there's you know, poverty-stricken and so on? And I'm not kidding. I went to sleep that night, and I had a dream. The Lord telling me, yeah, when are you going to go? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was asking. We're, we're not laughing at you, David. We're laughing with you. We're, we're laughing with you. That's, oh, I know. That's true. I know. We're, we're, we're fellow servants. I know. I know. We got a church spirit going through the radio here. Um, so uh, I, I want to tell you that you, you know, I hear y'all talking so much about the joy of Jesus and what you're doing and so on since last year. And I want you to know that. And, I, and I'm not saying this, and I, I think you can feel my heart. I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but I said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to step up. And um, we started a ministry and outreach at um, this really small church of uh, 12 people. This is how small the church is. And um, we gave away free food um, this past Saturday. And and I can't even tell you how many people came out. And the thing that really just made my heart melt was that people came up and said, you know, nobody does this on this side of town. And we always feel like... You know, nobody ever reaches out to that. So, well, you know, the Lord's coming. And he's going to invite you to come to his house and for you to meet him and so on. So, anyway, um, to make a long, long story short, uh, it was hard to step up. You know, I asked a question, and the Lord said, yeah, when are you going to do something about it? And um, kind of to speak to your first caller, um, the devil has stepped in and caused a little bit of a division in the church. Uh, some of the church members don't want us doing giving away free food and things of that nature. Um, so there's been some headbutting going on there. And um, But, you know, you just got to stay loyal to the work and, and to the call that the Lord has for you. And just remember that no matter what, whether it's finances or peace you need or whatever, the Lord's going to provide 
if it's his work and you become the servant and say, Lord, no matter what, I'm just going to be here and I'm going to do your work because there's people out there that need you. So uh, that's just wanted to thank you all for your joy with Jesus because it's inspired me to do what the Lord's called me to do. So thank you and God bless you. Thank you, David. Thank you. I I only want to make one comment, and and, uh, I I agree so much with David. You know, these big churches are looking for church plants and satellites, um, um, and they always go where the money is. And uh, I I think that's an indication, David, that that, uh, that men aren't praying. Um, Lord, where do you want us to go? Churches aren't praying. Lord, where do you want us to go? They, They do what makes sense. And that's not walking by the power of the Spirit at all. So it doesn't surprise me at all, David, that God said, uh, you stand up. You you do it. And David, let us know how we can help and and where you're going to be. And we would we would love to come alongside you and provide some help. I'm going to have Paul actually talk about the joy of Jesus on the other side of the break um, uh, in, in a few minutes. So, uh, David, thank you and God bless you. Let's go to Tom holding on line two. Tom, thanks for your patience. You are on the air. Thank you, and thank you for this opportunity you've given me to uh, speak. I want to speak a bit, a bit about the spiritual warfare, and, you know, um, it's a never-ending battle, and that's the truth. Yep. I lost everything uh, that I once had, but I'm not crying about it. I know that it was spiritual warfare to begin with. I try to act on it. Uh, the other half of me didn't want to. It just ended up in a disastrous loss of marriage, family, my daughter died along the way, and uh, you know what, but God, the joy of the Lord was still with me, I knew that at the end of the day there, that's all I had, because in a blink of an eye, you can lose it all, and while you're serving Jesus, <laughs> but the thing about it is he never, he never leaves you or forsakes you, and mm-hmm. he's going to pick you up, dust you off, and, and you just keep walking and battling, and here comes more arrows. And you keep just doing the same thing, and it's a training ground. And it's sad at times because Paul was in prison before he got beheaded, and he was saying hands and trying to do what God had called him to do, and he did for the most part. He did. There was nothing really else. So I just want to encourage everybody that, look, when you think the bottom's falling out, Jesus is there, you just have to really realize that we're in real Spiritual warfare. That's all I have to say, Pastor Ron. You Thank all have you, Tom. A wonderful day. Thank right. you. God bless you for that. We're sorry for your losses, and uh, as you said, the warfare never ends. Um, what we have to avoid doing is making the warfare the the center of our hearts and thoughts. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed with all the things that are going on that all we can think about at times is the devil. Tomorrow night, um, I'm going to actually be doing a study in Hebrews uh, chapter 12, uh, where, where it's a section starting in verse 4 where Paul says to the, the, the persecuted church, now they've been going through this for 20 to 30 years, uh, these Jewish converts to Christianity. And basically he says, and this is going to sound so insensitive, I don't mean it to, but, but, but he says, look, you've not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying is, look, you've got more to give. So keep serving. Come close. And in their case, because there was a whole lot of things that led up to this opportunity for the enemy to attack them, um, he's telling them, this is just a discipline of a God who loves you. And I think we have to discipline ourselves every single day, every day, to fight the fight. There's never a break. The devil takes no time off. His demons take no time off. And their job is to make it as difficult as they can for us to follow Jesus. And sadly, too often they win. Tom, God bless you. Thank you for that. Let's go to Reuben on line one from Seguin. Reuben, thanks for calling. You're on the air. God bless you, Pastor Ron. I hope that you're not getting tired of me calling for two years, <laughs> going on three years <laughs> or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I really, you really helped me out and you really blessed me. And uh, um, soon soon i protect i predict um by in two weeks if god's willing uh i'll be switching churches i'm just trying to work i'm praying as god to you know just 
it's that just that 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 you know I know what you told me the other day that I need to get out of it because what you told me made a lot of sense that it's it's elevated to a different uh level and it's getting um, more dangerous for me to be there and, and even the Lord told me last night you know uh it's you need to get out of there you know Pastor Ron is right you know that everything he has told you so far has been spot on he has not let you you know uh how uh he has not led you wrong rather so if if you know if the man is telling you you know if you and if you feel good after and if you're getting fed just by a radio station imagine how you'll get fed if you get if you sit down underneath the guy you know you know what i mean of not literally but you know uh, in the sense of sitting in in the pews or chairs i don't know how you have at the church but uh so and i predict in two weeks uh, hopefully and prayfully that I'll be able to work enough courage to, to tell them that, hey, it's like a job, you know, give them two weeks' notice. Say, Look, uh, I, I feel that my dad and I are going to have to go. But uh, uh, the reason I called is is uh, I'm studying the Bible, and, and, and I'm sorry that I went on that. I just wanted to let you know that um, as I'm studying, I got into the book of Joshua, and I have a question. I believe it's in Joshua 3 or 4 after he took him over the Jordan. Um, Joshua was walking. It doesn't say where he was walking, and he said that uh, somebody appeared before him. This, I'm assuming it was an angel because he said he said he had a sword, and he Joshua said, "Are you for us? Are are you against us?" And all the angel or that guy said was, "I'm neither." <laughs> and it kind of like I'm just like, okay, so then why? And then he bowed down to him. Joshua said mm-hmm. that the word, I mean, the Bible says that he bowed down to him. And then uh, I forgot what he said after that. But my question is, mm-hmm. why did he tell, why did he show up and tell him neither? And then why did Joshua bow down to him? And then Rahab, uh, she was, she is not an Israelite. No. And that's my last question. Yeah. Okay. Ruben, thank you. I know you're going to hold on and listen. <laughs> let me, let me fire a warning shot over the bowel before, before I answer your question. Um, one of the most difficult ministries that Paul and I have is with wives or women who are in abusive relationships. And we tell them over and over to get out. You're in danger. Get out. And they almost never do. And it usually starts with something like, well, you know, I know he's going to change or let's just give him a couple a couple of, of, of weeks just to see if things improve. Uh, sometimes it's, well, I don't know where else to go. Um, your relationship with your church is exactly that. And it, it always breaks my heart that they don't listen. I know they're going into danger. Uh, two weeks could be uh, a time for an enemy to um, convince you to stay. And it's just, I, you know, I, I just want you in a good church. I, I, we, we've grown to love you. You've called enough. But, but uh, if the Lord is leading you here, do what he tells you to do. Um, you'll be involved with a whole new group of Christians that are really, really in love with Jesus and while we're certainly not perfect, uh, you will find people that are committed to the Lord. So that's something that's important. The, the, the chapter that you reference is Joshua chapter 5. And it's one of my favorite stories. I've taught that passage of Scripture so many times. Um, it's one of my favorite passages. I call it Joshua meets General Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's not an angel. That is the definite article, angel of the Lord. So that's Jesus in pre-incarnate form. Now you remember what's happening here. Joshua's getting ready to go into to Jericho, the fortified city. And um, uh, he has no battle plan. He's terrified. Um, it's the toughest possible battle to engage. Uh, and, and that's when Jesus meets him. And it's a great lesson for all of us. When we're in the middle of those really, really tough battles, that's when Jesus will engage us. And that's why uh, Jesus accepted worship when Joshua bowed down to him. Joshua realized who he was talking to. And the reason that he said, um, 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 I'm neither, I'm not for, for you, nor am I for them, uh, it's because he, he follows that by saying, I've come to you as a commander of the army of the Lord of hosts. And for Joshua, that would have been a wonderful, wonderful moment of encouragement because Joshua would have imagined Joshua saying, are you, because Jesus was scary to look at. Can you imagine if he would have said, um, Joshua, I'm on your side. Instead he said, no, I'm on God's side. And Joshua would have gone, whew, because I'm on God's side too. Yeah. 
I love that story. No offense, Pastor Rob, but you tell that story so um, confidently. It's like you were there. <laughs> I, I've, I've taught that story with somebody. I love it. Yeah. I love it. There's a great book, Ruben, if you're in, uh, it's paperback, so it's not difficult, nor is it expensive, but it's called uh, Victorious Christian Living. No, it's Victorious Christian Warfare, I think. No, I think uh, you're right. Living. I think living. It's, living. Uh, 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 it's, it's Alan Redpath. And um, yes, it is Victorious Christian Living. Uh, it's Alan Redpath, R-E-D-P-A-T-H. Uh, and you can get it anywhere. It is a great book on Joshua. And I love what he does with that, with that story as well. Ruben, we look forward to meeting you. Thank you very, very much. Well, Paula, we have not talked at all about what you want to talk about. So we'll get to that on the other side of the break. Okay. Okay, we're in our final. This is what I want to talk about. I love hearing the people call in, ask their questions, get their answers, and go check it out. You can hear them sometimes go, hmm, okay. And to hear Tom call in and, you know, he was encouraged. And, yeah, so I'm good. This is the day-day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. In studio is the most beautiful girl in the world right now. And we're here to take your phone calls and answer your questions, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. We'll be back in two minutes. Back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the program. We'd love your live calls and questions at 340-9585. But until we get some, Paula has some thoughts on Joy of Jesus from her perspective as well. Yeah, when you said that the most beautiful girl is in the studio. <laughs> Beautiful or not, I'll take girl. <laughs> and this this 67-year-old girl got to dance with the kids again this year at Joy of Jesus, and they were so excited. Come on, Mama Paula. Come on, Grandma. Come on, you know. You can do it. And, so, and it wasn't too bad. I, you know, I didn't suffer too much. Didn't pull, pull a hip out of the socket? Didn't pull a hip out of socket or anything. I took a Tylenol before I went over there just try to, you know, a preemptive strike. But... Um, it was really kind of fun because Amber took over for Jocelyn because Jocelyn was in California uh, ministering to um, uh, cancer survivors and a, a fundraiser for Filipino doctors who will be going over to the Philippines to, in the poorest of areas uh, to minister to them. So she wasn't able to be here. So the rest of us kind of like, okay, we can do it. you know. And Amber really was a, a great leader. Um, it was cool to be able to meet Jeff and Veronica and then another radio listener, Dale. Um, it, it was just fun. I just had a really, really good day. Um, there was a man, his name was called out for one of the angel covers. And he says... Explain what angel covers Okay, is angel quickly. covers are... We have a ministry here uh, where uh, there's a group of us who uh, get like Walmart bags, H-E-B bags, just, you know, bags. And now... My ministry leader, Evelyn, told us about uh, uh, plastic uh, tablecloths that we can cut up and make we make it into yarn so we can make these um, covers uh, so that people can put them on the ground so they don't have to it's, – it's softer, or, you know, it protects them from the wetness. They can put them over them, protect them from the rain. So anyway. Yeah, most of the time sleeping on the, on the ground, the, the cold from the ground up yes. is what kills them. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we know plastic lasts forever, literally. Mm-hmm. So it's just a great gift. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to do recycle, you know, this recycling thing. So um, this guy's name was called, and he says, that's me. And I said, well, go ahead, go get your, your angel cover. He goes, but ma'am, honestly, I, I, didn't, I didn't write my name down. There must be another Charles, in, same name, in the, in the park. And I was like, okay. So he didn't go. He says, no. And all honesty, I didn't write my name. I, I, I don't deserve to have one. I was like, okay. So at the end of the day, because uh, we made so many more covers than we did last year, one of the ladies comes to me with one of mine saying, we have one of yours left. 
you get to give it to whoever you want to and then, you know, be sure to pray for him. I was like, I know the exact person. And so I went to him and I said, um, I made this with all kind of love and it's just for you. And so he wanted to see it. And it was the one that I had done of uh, David Jones's shirt, the Egyptian lady. And he was just beside himself. And he wanted me to autograph the <laughs> the scripture, you know, the scripture bookmark that was on there. That was I did yeah. not know that. So he, he, we were running around trying to find a, a a sharpie so that I could, you know, autograph this thing. And uh, so his his nickname is Sniper. So yeah, I so I wrote his full name on there and his nickname from Paula from my, from me. And he just was so happy and just the thinking of how honest he was. Mm-hmm. He wasn't trying to get over on anybody. No, ma'am, I really didn't, you know, in all fairness, I really didn't write my name down. And so it was like he got one anyway. It was such a, just a sweet, precious thing. And then another elderly man with a huge beard named Jonathan, who he lost his Via card, Pastor Ron, and that's a big deal for the homeless, you know, and he's in a wheelchair. And so um, I'm running around the park because there's pictures on the thing trying to, to locate him. So I find him, and, and I said, are you this person? He said, yeah. So yeah, here's your VIA card. He's, like, overwhelmed. Oh, my goodness, I'm so grateful. You ran around the park trying to find me because he was on the sidewalk, like, you know, leaving the park. And I was like, well, it's the least I could do. He says, can I can I get a hug? <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's hug, you know. So I'm hugging him and stuff, and then he decides, I am so grateful. Can I sing you a song? And so this is what I told him. I said, can you sing? Because if you can't sing, I don't know if I want to yeah. hear this thing. Yeah. If I asked if I could sing you a song, that would not be a pleasant yeah. gift at all. <laughs> so he was, it was kind of funny. <clears throat> so he said, well, I think, it's, I think I can, you know. So he went on to sing. The first Noel, <laughs> the angels did say had a real deep voice. And then he had to think because then he started making up some words to the song, <laughs> you know. And I know this song, but it was just as cute as could be. And I just listened to him, and then we hugged again. And then I ran back because it's time to have the bike, one of the bike uh, giveaways. And so this little boy, he runs up, you know, and his name is Aaron. And I said, you ready? Because, I mean, he was there. And so I said, what's your number? And I, th- I think he said it was 464. I said, you really need this bike? He says, yes, I do. And so I said, let's pray. And so we prayed, Pastor Ron. And, and then Pastor Elaine called one number. That wasn't it. He called the second number. That wasn't it. And, and I'm looking at Aaron and said, do not lose hope. And we're holding hands. And the third number, because... Pastor uh, Elaine was calling 10 numbers at a time. The third number was 464. Aaron and I went berserk. <laughs> and we just ran up. <laughs> it, it was so fun. I just had the greatest time. But, you know, all day long, the lines are around the park with the, for the love covers, the bike giveaway, of course, haircuts. You know, that's, a, that's one of the coolest ministries um, because you're touching people and you're changing them. Um, and then that one girl who was talking on the on the program, you know, they did a little uh, news story. Christine, I think was her name. Um, she got her hair shaved like your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Said she was a drug addict. But, you know, look what these people are doing for us. And she, she won a bike, too. I said, girl, it's your day, right? <laughs> you know? Think about... Think about this and why you're living the way you're living. Um, but, yeah, the, the manicures, one lady came to show me her new her new hands and the makeovers. Um, this one lady, she has these real high cheekbones, and Lachelle had just finished making her up, and she was getting ready to get up and walk away without looking in the mirror to see the transformation. I was like, you need to see how good you look. And in a way, she was kind of like me because, like, you know, I know I look good, you know, kind of thing. And so, but she looked at it and she goes, oh my, you know. She said, you really did my eyebrows. Very nice. And, and then, thank you. Instead of just getting up and going away. Um, the massages, that's the mis- ministry 
where I, you know, I want to tell the people, can you move over? I, I, need, <laughs> I need a massage. You know, I'm old, but I, I think we had six or seven people doing massages. Unbelievable. This, this year. And, and the tables were full. Yeah. And I told, I was telling you earlier uh-huh. that, 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 the people that were over there, mm-hmm. and they would get on the table, something soft and off the ground. Yes. And they'd fall asleep in a New York minute. Yeah. I mean, it was just unbelievable. they get so much rest. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, they were able to hear the gospel, and it was it was really good. Yeah. You know, and all those hands-on ministries like that, um, you know, I pray that, this this been my prayer, is that they would know that those were the hands of Jesus like touching even lepers, you know, touching them, their hair, their hands, their whole bodies, you know. Uh, just a, an amazing... I, those are the people, the masseuse, are the ones I pray for because that's constant touching and uh, with with strength that they have to give out. You know, I just dance a couple of times, but they are nonstop um, and Connie was telling me she teaches them how to massage with uh, with power, but with rest, so they're not over extending themselves. So it was really cool. And then talk no offense, with, but I want my masseuse to overextend themselves. <laughs> no resting, no resting. <laughs> yeah, but they need to know how to do it so they don't wear themselves out. And then uh, to talking with Pastor Juan, uh, I don't know what day it was at the gym. He was saying, you need to hear this, you need to hear this. I was like, okay. Not only the uh, in the clothing ministry do they have personal shoppers. Now, for, for you in the audience, it's hard to imagine. When Paula says the clothing ministry, mm-hmm. it's not just a few rags that are hanging around. I mean, it, you couldn't have seen more clothes if you went into the clothing section at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is good stuff. Yeah. It's not throwaways. Yeah. It's stuff that we wear every day. Yeah. We're constantly reinforcing to our people that when they're giving clothes away, give the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't give away throwaways. Don't give away the junk mm-hmm. uh, just because they're homeless and they're down and out. Yeah. We want them to see Jesus. Yeah. What did Sandra say in the interview? She said, if, if it's not something you wear every day, we don't want it here. Yeah. Yeah. And we threw away so many clothes this year that that didn't meet those standards. Yeah. Uh, and um, and our church is learning, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, people clean out their, their closets or they clean out their garage. And, and like you're saying, you know, I mean, the homeless, what are they? They don't have anything. They should be satisfied. No, no, no. We want to give them clean stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't want to give them. And, and the, the, the amount of new stuff this year was unreal. overwhelming. Yeah. In fact, we were looking even last year, look at all these coats, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then... Uh, our announcer, our, you know, he says, bring new skivvies, new socks, you know. So, I've people, never heard you say the word skivvies before. Yeah, I know, but that's, I, I hear it here, you know. Now <laughs> I, it's in my head. Yeah. Underwear, new, new underwear, underwear, new socks. New socks, yeah. But uh, Pastor Juan was saying that uh, Sandra, who head up the, headed up the clothing ministry, uh, they made a, a dressing room. And so they had this one lady that was able to go in and try on her clothes, had her makeup had been done, and evidently there was some kind of photo shoot for her. I'm looking forward to seeing that in next year's video. So how cool is that? I mean, just to treat people with with respect and just, just, it was a special, special day for them. And I pray that as they went to bed that night and subsequent nights that they would think, you know, the joy of Jesus. I want that. I want that for myself. This one lady, uh, she was walking over because she won a bike and she had her personal shopper who followed her from the from the clothing ministry <laughs> over to the bike. Yeah, that's that's because we want the people in the lines to know that they wouldn't lose their place in yes. line. When the people would walk them over, help them with the bike, mm-hmm. bring it back, but they could go right back to their place in line. Yeah, yeah. And and this lady was so excited about the bike she won. I was excited about the bike she won. I was like, man, why didn't I put my name on a ticket? I could have might have got one. But um, uh, the, the problem was, Pastor Ron, she was excited she had a bike. And you know how everybody says, oh, you, it's like riding a bike. No, no, no. She got on the seat. I said, girl, do you know how to ride this bike? <laughs> <laughs> and she says, I think so. So we, I held her up, and I said, 
you've got to pedal. I can't just push you across the park. You've got to pedal. And so she started pedaling. I said, can I let you go? She goes, well, I think so. I shouldn't have let her go because <laughs> she did not know it. But it was just a fun, 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 fun day. And then the food line, of course, you know, we try to, the people in all of our, I loved our red shirts. I loved the red shirts. It was a sea of red shirts. We looked so good. But anyway. I, I had several of the, the people from the park who asked me, do you have any more of those T-shirts, the yeah. Joy of Jesus shirts? They wanted the, the they Joy wanted of Jesus those, shirts. Our shirts are really cool. Yeah, whoever designed those and made those, really, they do a really good job. Um, but anyway, the food line, you know, the people didn't know, they don't know what to do. Yeah, food line, haircut line, clothes line. Multimedical line. Oh, yeah, multimedical. Massage line. line. All that, yeah. Love covers, bikes, everything. But the food line was amazing, and the food was terrific. Pastor Juan said the numbers of people who donate, I mean, everything. We had a mountain of food, a mountain Mm -hmm. of water, a mountain of Gatorades, People just want... Yeah, and, and we don't ask or solicit. No way. It's just people who know what we do. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, we get these, these big stores and things who want to contribute to it now. Yeah. And so it's, um, it's, it's, just, it's just watching the hand of God move on people's yeah. hearts. The toiletry bags were humongous this year. People gave soap and shampoo, conditioner, toothbrush, toothpaste... Deodorant. I mean, the people were so excited. You know what we need to do? What's that? We need to figure out a way to get one of those portable showers out there, or or a bunch of those portable showers out there. I can't imagine Pastor Ron. No, a bunch of naked people. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Maybe we can arrange for them to go somewhere and do that. We're not going to make you take a shower. No, no, no. I just don't even <laughs> want that thought in my head. No offense, but yeah. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any calls or questions for me or for Paula, um, toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. You know, Paula, next year I think is going to be an absolutely huge joy of Jesus, unless Jesus tarries. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, unless he comes, rather, mm-hmm. he's he's been waiting. Yeah. But but unless he comes, it's actually on Halloween mm-hmm. next year. So the last day of the month. Uh, we have to get ready for it to be a little cold mm-hmm. because usually that first cold front comes right at the end of the month. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because it's Halloween, uh, it could be, uh, uh, you know, maybe a little spiritual warfare. And it might be, yeah, <laughs> 373 days from now, <laughs> we just found that out. Uh, but uh, it, it will be a different atmosphere for sure. Mm-hmm. It could be. And so, right now, the date is set. We have Pastor Juan's already talked to it. the people. We got that date. So, radio listening audience, pray <laughs> that, that the day stays what it's supposed to because a lot of people weren't, were not there who normally would have because the people uh, who, we, in fact, we talked to one gentleman. He says, I've been telling all my friends, it's the last Saturday of October. And he happened to hear it Friday. At Haven of Hope. At, yeah. 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 And, and that it was changed. And he was quite disappointed because he says, all the people I've told are coming next week yeah. and you won't be here. Yeah. And, and even our people, we have uh, uh, oh, people yeah. that plan their whole year around Joy of Jesus. And so there were vacations, you know, fall break was, mm-hmm. was uh, for schools. And, and vacations and up a week mm-hmm. um, uh, because of the, uh, their mess up. Uh, let's go to uh, Jeff calling on line one. Jeff, hoping to hear from you today. Thanks for calling. Mama Paula, Mama Paula. Hey, Jeff, Hello, what's Pastor up, Ron. baby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pastor Ron got me singing a song yesterday. We said, what you see is what you get. He was talking about you. <laughs> what you see is what you get. Because yeah. Monica's like that too, man. Yeah. For yeah, the most part, I'd like to see you at home, Jeff. I feel bad for Ron. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was amazing. Those, those clothes were incredible. I mean, it was just 
We thought, oh, there's a few tables. No, there wasn't a few tables. It just wrapped around and wrapped around. My wife said, hey, there's your size. I said, no, they're not for me. I can't go in there and get those shorts. That's not for me. But everything labeled by size, everything yeah. categorized, and and a volunteer at each area just helping people. To, oh, that was just just fantastic. You, you know, Jeff, it was 94 degrees, sun straight up in the sky, so there was no hiding from it. And I was watching the people in the park who were taking those coats and sweatshirts and wearing them mm. throughout the day of the park. I was just like, how can they do that? But, you know, for, for them, no, i got to wear this because somebody will take it from me if I don't. Mm-hmm. What's on your heart today, Jeff? Uh, well, I like your shower idea for next year. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I knew that was inspired by the spirit. <laughs> but they do, they do make these. There, there's a company that makes these giant wipies that they're called like body bath, and they're like wipies. And you know, maybe you don't go naked and get in the shower, but you know that you can you can have a, a full body wipe instead of a shower. So um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, move on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. So, so yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, Pastor, on your last call, uh, sorry, yeah, your last right. call uh, said, "What? What is one of the things that keep people from, you know, the the the, the world from seeing Christianity the way it is?" And, and you mm-hmm. said, "Lukewarm Christians." And you talked about the du- du- the duplicity of of, of people now uh, and Christians now, and I, I just wondered if you would. You only had a minute or so to to talk about that. If you would talk about that a couple more minutes today, yeah, Jeff, I'd love to. Thank you very much. You know, Paul said that that we are either the aroma of death or life. Um, to, to those who are perishing, we're the we're the aroma of death. We smell like death because our message is is an offense to them you know believe or perish but he said the other were the aroma of Christ in this world now imagine how that smells and and I always think of this in, in a very personal context because um, when when Paula was was praying for me and struggling with me and things would get really really difficult uh, on two separate occasions uh, she came into the house and, and she said, do you smell that? Can you smell that? And, and I, I, I said, no, I can't smell anything. And she'd say, no, but, but, but just smell it. And she couldn't get away from it. And she was trying to find the source of it. And it was just this heavenly aroma. And um, um, I've come to believe that it was God sending an angel uh, just to let her know that I'm hearing your prayers and I'm with you. And so for us, it's very personal. We are to be that aroma of Christ to people in this world. And, and if we smell more like death than like Jesus, then we're missing the point. <laughs> and what we need to do is be attractive. Uh, Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Paul talks about the fruits of the Spirit. That's what we're supposed to do because it's who we are. And, and whenever we are compromised... Uh, when we're hypocrites, over and over, Jesus said, you hypocrites, and um, we're not attractive to people in this world. We need to be. So that's really, really important. And, and if you'd ask just the man on the street, um, what keeps you away from church? They would say, Christians. They're full of hypocrites. And, and we need not be. So the committed and submitted Christian, Jeff, is the aroma of Christ, and he or she is attractive to somebody who's lost and hurting. Paul, you want to add anything? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it was last night's study, because I think you said this twice in the last three weeks, where it wasn't a dynamic portion of Scripture, you know? And yet, um, after, well, during the study, for me anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, during the study anyway, for me, it was one of those things where, you really know who Jesus is. And the thing is, if anybody comes in here, uh, and, and a new, we had a new person come last night, and um, 
she had never, you know, never been here. I don't know if she's ever heard you via radio or whatever. Anyway, that very, quote unquote, uh, strange portion of scripture. I didn't say strange. I said not dynamic. Not dynamic portion of scripture um, gripped her heart and mine too. And what what I know you want people to say is, I may not believe what he's teaching. I don't know this Jesus guy, but he sure does seem to know him and love him. And it was it's believable. And so thank you very much because you made it really easy for us to lead that lady to the Lord. And so there's one less. Lord Jesus, come quickly. She, she could have been the last one, but she wasn't. She wasn't. Yeah. I <laughs> Whoever the holdout is in this audience, give your life to Jesus so we can go and be with him. That's exactly right. I say that every time I'm speaking anywhere. You know, if you're the last one, come on. We're not going to really be too mad at you. Get saved so we can, so we can be out of here. But yeah, but it, it's that sweet aroma. Um, That's what we were at Travis Park. Yeah, you were a sweet aroma. You know, people, even, even the irritated people, the guys who are always fussing and fighting, mm-hmm. um, not on that day. Yeah, yeah. They, they can see that they're being loved on. Yeah. And that's what Jesus wants us to do. So, Jeff, that's, the, that's what I mean by, by um, um, being lukewarm as opposed to being passionate. We've got to love what he loves. Mm-hmm. And he loves those people with all of his heart. Well, Paula, that's the end of our program today. Yeah, thank you. Last words? Last words was, um, when you pray... Be, ask the Lord that you might be the one to be the answer, like our first caller. That was awesome. (laughs) Hey, thanks for tuning in. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow on AM 630 The Word. See you at 4 o'clock. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.